Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, July 13th, 2020. Hey, how come, how come that's not bad luck? How come just like the number 13 you know, every month isn't bad? If it's Friday the 13th, how, where the fuck did that come from? Well, those interesting questions and others will be answered in the next hour. Um, I actually have a couple announcements to make. All right. Uh, Nate Bargatze, one of the funniest comedians and best joke writers I know, has a new podcast on the All Things Comedy Network called Nate Land. Premiered last week. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are available. And uh, Paul, dude, I called it Verzi, who's our next guest on the Bill Burt uh, podcast, has a new show and network. Uh, Dude, I called it, where guests tell about the time they called something and make future predictions. This week, Bill Burr, that's me, KFC from Barstool Sports, and Tom Green. Look at those big guests, huh? Not saying I'm a big guest, but those other guys. Subscribe on YouTube. All right, let's get down to fucking why Friday the 13th. Why is Friday the 13th? You guys know you want to know the fucking answer. Unlucky. Why is it unlucky? Oh, is that because Jesus got his fucking, got nailed to the fence there or some shit? By shuffling digits of the number, wait a second, Friday the 13th, all right, is considered unlucky day in Western superstition. It occurs when the 13th day of the month in the Gregorian calendar falls on Friday, which happens at least once every year but can occur up to three times in the same year for example in 2015 friday the 13th occurred yeah but why all right the irrational fear i like that i like the way wikipedia wrote this the irrational fear of the number 13 has been given a scientific name uh phobia and on analogy to this fear of Friday 13th is called who gives a fuck according to historian Donald Dossie oh the great double D he liked the ladies with the big titties um you just scared the fucking shit out of me my eyes are going bad you just came walking in here you didn't tell me coming out here my wife just walked in oh you did there's a mouse in the house okay Okay, so it's all right. Oh, for fuck's sakes! <laughs> not right now. No, I'll get it. I'll kill the. I'm not gonna kill it. I'm gonna let it out the fucking side door. It's definitely in there. Yeah. What did you make sure the the thing's not gonna come running back out underneath the door? Did you put anything under the door? No. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ! So what am I doing now? What am I doing? Am I going over there to get rid of this fucking thing? Or am I, or am I finishing the... You can wait till after. You can wait till after. This is what you do. Walk outside the house, open the door to the laundry room, and just fucking let the thing... Then open the... Just let the thing run out. Okay. Just stand there. You think you're scared. You should, you should try being the mouse. Thinks you're going to eat it. Should I just wait until it runs out? You know what? Don't do anything. Just don't do anything. All right, you know what? I'm going to go now because the fucking thing, because we got it right now. All right, hang on a second, everybody. All right, I'm back. I'm back. 
It wasn't a mouse. It was a fucking rat. Walking halfway back to the house, she goes, they had a really long tail. I'm like, how long is the tail? And she goes, it's like this big. How big was the body? Well, yeah, it's like, it's a, that's a fucking rat. It's, it was long gone by the time I got there. So I grabbed my, <laughs> grabbed my kid's little fucking aluminum baseball bat. I was walking in there going like, this is stupid. I should have got like a fucking mop handle, get a little distance between me and that fucking thing. It's got the next COVID. So, so there you go. I tell you, people, get yourself an old house. You know, it's got character. It's got fucking varmints. I got to deal with that bullshit. Yeah, it's just part of living here. You know, I remember when, when, when my wife was pregnant with my daughter. You know, we rented this house because they were redoing the kitchen. One of the last fucking things we had to do on the house. So it'd be a brand new kitchen. Everything's ready to go. Everything's up to date um, for when the kiddo gets here. And of course, we rent this fucking house. And one night my wife was upstairs and I had a bunch of buddies of mine over smoking cigars and shit. And there was a fucking mouse in the goddamn house. I'm like, all right, let's get this thing. And you can't tell my wife that it's in here or else we're going to have to rent a different house. I don't want to fucking deal with this shit. I swear to God, you could end any woman rally. All they need to do is let a couple of mice go. And, and it's, it's a fucking wrap. All that warrior, all of that fucking bullshit that they're talking about. I literally was excited when she, once I realized it was her, you know, my fucking eyes are good. I got to get some glasses. Um, I thought she wanted to come on the podcast, you know? No, I have another job. <laughs> Just fucking. Uh, I got to be honest with you. That's what's killing me. I love being a parent. I love being a husband. But this fucking bullshit where all they do, all they do is ask about your kids and your wife. Oh, she had another one. Oh, God bless her. Oh, how is she doing? Oh, that's great. How are the kids? Not a fucking peep. Not a peep about the fucking guy. I, I have done more fucking jobs in the last 60 fucking minutes getting ready to go do this thing. You know, I had to fucking take a stepladder, put this goddamn bullshit up on top of these shelves, take the stepladder down, bring that thing down. There's too much, you know, she orders all this fucking food. There's not enough fucking room in the fridge. Now I got to get the goddamn bread out. I got to bring it out here to the garage to stick in this little ass fucking fridge. Do that. I got to get the kid a fucking bath. And the kid's got the bubbles. Blah, blah, blah. All of this fucking non-fucking-stop. Non-stop. And all I want to do is come out of here and find out why Friday the 13th is unlucky. And all of a sudden, she comes back. Oh, just in case. You know, one more fucking job here. 9.20 at night. And by the way, I'm knocking this fucking thing out Sunday night because I got a bunch of bullshit tomorrow. I thought this was a fucking pandemic. I thought everybody was standing around bored out of their fucking minds. Oh, God, now I got to have some other fucking, another guy coming over here. More fucking money. More money, more money, no gigs. No gigs, more money. So we go out to dinner tonight, right? We had a great time, by the way. Didn't go out to dinner. Went out to go pick the fucking shit up. So I go to this place, the Smokehouse in uh, the Valley. I love that place, right? So we ordered a bunch of fucking food. And we're standing in there and waiting for a fucking order. And this fat fuck comes in. Right, he's got a fucking mask on. But you know fatties, you know how they are. They're about immediate gratification because he's so fucking fat he can't deal with his hot breath behind the mask. So the fucking dope pulls his mask down and he's just standing there with it over his mouth as he's breathing through his nose. I swear to God. I swear to God. 
What do you need to know to get a driver's license? I can't believe that people can be that fucking stupid and still have a fucking license to drive down the street into a fucking crowd of people because they're so fucking stupid. How fucking dumb are you? Jesus fucking Christ. I swear to God. This whole fucking like just lowering the goddamn bar. It's just fucking ridiculous. They just keep lowering the fucking bar and everybody's proud and everybody's a fucking hero. And you know what? No one's getting the job done. (laughs) This was a fucking adult who you know has procreated and he can't even fucking put on a mask right. Oh, the COVID's only in my mouth. Would you go down on a bat in fucking Hong Kong? You fucking moron. I, 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 can't, I can't deal with that. I can't deal with it. All right, whatever. Plowing ahead. Plowing ahead. All right. According to uh, folklore historian Double D, Donald Dossie, the unlucky nature of the number 13 originated with a Norse myth. Uh, now, what's Norse? Does that mean Nordic? I hate Wikipedia. It just, it's just when you think you're, you're at this level dumb. Norse mythology is a body of myths of the North Germanic peoples. Oh, Jesus, my people. We, we had a rough last century, okay? You know, we, we got a little beside ourselves. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, da, 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 where is it? Uh, the Norse something or other. What the fuck is it? I just had it. Double D, the trickster. Did I just blow past all of this? According to folklore, the unlucky number 13, okay, it was a Norse myth about 12 gods having a dinner party in Valhalla. The trickster god, Loki, uh, who was not invited, yeah, let me guess, and, and 12 people didn't want him to be there. This is the Isaiah Thomas of the fucking, you know, uh, of the gods, and he's still w- blaming everybody else. You know, I had, I had enough miracles to be there. Um, who was not invited, arrived as the 13th guest and arranged for Hua, however you say that, H-O-O-R, with some squiggles over the top, Hua, to shoot Balder. It must have been my fucking ancestor. With a mistletoe-tipped arrow. Uh, Dossie says Balder died and the whole earth got dark. Oh, so, so this fucking cunt, Loki, told this whore to shoot Balder because Balder probably didn't invite Loki, you know, and whore had fucking daddy issues, so she went ahead and did it. Is that what happened? So the whole earth got dark and mourned. It was a bad, unlucky day. Jeez, that bullshit fucking story is why people get nervous. This is why you have to look up superstitions. Do you ever hear the one that uh, had on, on a bed? is unlucky and that was because i guess back in the day when people would take their woolen hats off you know they had a full head of hair unlike me you know they get static electricity and they'd see like the fucking the sparks in the hair so people thought the devil was in your hair so it was in your hair and you had your hat on it was also in your hat if you put the hat on the bed then the devil was in your bed and was going to fucking take your spirit somehow the fact that it was sitting on your fucking head was not a problem you know surprised people didn't shave their heads um, anyways, let, Bill, let's take the fucking tension down here, shall we? 
goddamn fucking rat in my fucking house. I got two fucking kids in there. Fucking little bastards. Now what do I do? Do I sleep in my daughter's room tonight? I think I got to do that. Little cunts. Um, anyway, I'll figure it out. So, anyways, what the hell was I talking about here? I was trying to have a good time here on the podcast. Um, I've been watching a bunch of drum videos and shit. Um, you know, been looking at different drum heads and shit. Because I was sitting behind my, my kit and I was just not having fun lately. And I was just like, I'm just stuck. I'm working on the same shit. I'm not getting any better. I'm just spinning my wheels here. I'm sick of playing to the same fucking songs and all of this shit. And you know what I did? I, I guess you can't say you don't tune a drum. You tension it for all you drum nerds out there. I just, I just detuned, detensioned whatever, and then just retuned up my fucking snare drum. And just that alone was a different sound, and it made it sound just a little fresher, something different. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get some new drum heads. These ones seem like fucking worn out. I've had them since I've owned the kit, uh, which I got a couple years ago. So I usually just change out the snare drum head, and I actually broke a bass drum batter side head because I didn't have those little sticky things on there. So I got that fixed up. So I know how to do that. So now eh, I'll fuck with the toms, do something. But um, I've gone down some Vinnie Paul um, of Pantera rabbit holes, but like lately I've just been really just analyzing his drum parts and how they fit in with what everybody's doing, including the singer and all that. And God damn it, what a genius that guy was. Um, I was lucky enough to meet him a number of times and uh, came out to shows and shit. We only hung out a couple of times, but he was such a great, great guy, humble guy and all of that. But uh, I always loved that song, uh, Fucking Hostile, off of that album. I'm not the biggest... I don't. I always fuck these things up. Though, uh, is that vulgar display with the kids getting punched in the face in the mosh pit? Um, the way he just puts that together, the the uh, the way the whole thing is, is essentially uh, most of their shit is in four. Then they'll throw something weird in there. I haven't really broken it down yet, but just his his phrasing, the balls, and the groove of everything that that guy fucking does. I'm I am totally obsessed with that band and his and Vinnie Paul's playing right now. So I've been having a good time with that. And, um, and my wife was playing some music the other day. Uh, some band, I, I forget the fucking band. I'm the worst. What the hell is it? I'm just trying to calm down. Cause I told my wife to try and help me out here with my fucking anger issues. Uh, all right. What the, what the okay. I'm gonna look up this. The band here. It was uh this isn't it. Oh, Soul Coughing. She started playing a bunch of their stuff. You get the ankles, I'll get the wrists and all that. And I was just like, I fucking love this band, man. This how did I miss this shit when it first came out? And she goes, Yeah, that was the band they played that uh Let the Man Go Through song on the, the Jordan documentary you were watching. I was like, oh, is that, is, that who, uh, is that who did that? Yeah. So I've been trying to listen to some new fucking music or whatever. I, dude, I, I miss doing stand-up. Like, I, I can't even tell you how bad I miss just going out and making people fucking laugh. 
It's my sole purpose on the planet. Everything else in life I've sucked at. And I can't do that, man. It's driving me up the fucking wall. I almost wish I could go back in time in my life when I had a day job that I hated. But then I would be broke and I'd be wondering where the fuck I was going to be. I was going to be able to pay my rent. So I don't know. But you know what? F1 is back. Formula One racing is back. Somehow I missed the first race. Trying to avoid CNN and Fox News, which I, I swear to God, I really think at this point the government needs to intervene and they need to break up both of those channels and they have to go back to regulating media, ownership of media. Because I've really just come down to the fact that I just think that this whole COVID thing is just showing the world how divided, vulnerable, and weak this nation is right now. The fact that we all can't get on the same fucking page over, over, over a goddamn flu or whatever the fuck it is um, just blows my fucking mind. It's so bad. It is so fucking bad. And all these fucking lefties who think if they, if they vote Donald Trump out that it's going to get better. Like Fox News is then not just going to attack Joe Biden or whoever his entire time in office. Yeah, I just feel like since Bill Clinton on, all we do is just attack our leader. The entire fuck. How can you get anything done? Every, uh, half the country's flicking the back of your fucking ear for one to two terms. I don't know. Who knows? But F1, is, F1 racing is back. I missed the first race. I looked at I, I actually watched some highlights. I saw what happened. Um, I was amazed that I saw that... that uh, Lewis Hamilton didn't make it to the podium. And then I watched the highlights and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That cunty move that he does. Oh, I thought I I thought I gave him enough room. I didn't know what I was doing. He is a master at driving people off of the fucking track and somehow doing no damage to his car. I think that's one of one of another amazing skill set that that guy has. And all he got was a five second fucking penalty. But um I still love the guy and everything, but he, he's definitely, I don't know. He definitely has like that fucking diva thing where it's just like he, like there's a set of rules for him and then everybody else, you know. He reminds me of a couple of comics I knew coming up, just complete fucking narcissists, you know, as, as far as like how he treats his teammate. Like he expects his teammate to do shit for him when he needs it, shit that he would never do for Valtteri Botas ever, ever. Um... I don't like that shit. I, I, that's, that's, uh, that's my only knock against that guy. Other than, he's, other than that, he's fucking amazing. And I feel fortunate that I did get to see him drive live a couple of times because I know someday I'll tell my kids that that guy was the greatest driver of all time. As far as my, you know, at least the era now before I get everybody fucking yelling at me about past drivers that I don't know about admittingly here. But um, all right, let's talk about the race from today. Or actually, it'll be yesterday by the time you hear this, is first of all, how great did the new Mercedes-Benz cars look? Race car, whatever the fuck you call it. I mean, if, even if you didn't know shit about F1, like I don't, if you just looked at the cars, you're like, okay, that car's fucking winning. That's it, right there, all right? Everybody else looks like they're in the Matrix, and that thing looks like it's the fucking Illuminati controlling the Matrix. And uh, this is all I need to enjoy this shortened season which I think is an advantage to every other racing team because in a full season, they haven't been able to touch Mercedes is all I need is for Ferrari, for Ferrari to, I don't to be Ferrari. 
Like, I don't know what the fucking problem is. And I, I, I'm, I've lost track how many times the two team, the teammates on Ferrari have taken each other out of the fucking race. Um, I just need them to stop doing that and to be competitive with Mercedes. And all I need is Red Bull to give Max Verstappen a competitive car. If I can just see that then maybe I can see some sort of excitement because I'll tell you, as far as watching the race today, other than the shock of seeing Ferrari slam into each other once again and take each other out of the race, um, the best part of the race was uh, Max Verstappen trying to hold off Valtteri Botas. I was off my seat. I was screaming and yelling at the TV, hoping Max Verstappen could hold him off, even though I love both those drivers. Um you know, it's like that's what what makes racing exciting is competition and passing and that type of thing. And I, I don't know what the cars are so fucking big now. I don't know. They either need to make the tracks wider. I don't know what they need to do. But there, it's just like once Lewis Hamilton is out front, I've been saying this for five years. They don't even show the guy. He's so far out in front and it's, the, the race is just over. Um, like the best race. I wish I watched a few weeks ago, the first one, when you come out of the first turn and Lewis isn't in first place. So at least you're going to see some sort of racing where he tries to work his way back up to the front. Um, It's still a great sport and that type of thing. But um, I just don't understand why Ferrari, with all of their money, um, just can't seem to keep up. With Mercedes, I don't know what the hell they're doing, but um, I don't know. I was probably too hard on Lewis Hamilton early on. I just get frustrated that I just know he's going to win every week, and it just gets boring, and you just want, like, somebody to challenge him. It's like fucking watching the Golden State Warriors when they had uh, Kevin Durant that that, that season he first came there, and everybody was just like, well, they're going to win it all, and then they did. It was just, (laughs) it's just fucking boring as hell. Um, anyways, but I am psyched that it's back. And I was actually joking on Bill Burt that I was thinking that maybe it's actually, it's better for the environment that a couple hundred thousand people don't show up, you know, buy all these t-shirts and take shits and porta potties if they just fucking stay home, you know, I don't know. I don't miss it. And I also watched the UFC and I really enjoyed that fight card. And uh, I liked the last fight. A lot of, I know a lot of people didn't. I was just fascinated. That was like watching Belichick taking away, you know, well, back in the day when we would play Peyton Manning and he was part of a three-headed monster and you would just watch Belichick just take it all away. And they would go from this fucking just electrifying team to a team that was just shaking their head and not knowing what the fuck was going on. I mean, I know the other dude, I'm not going with the names. I know that that guy's a beast. He's one of the greatest who ever did it, and he didn't really have a long training camp or whatever. Um, So I I hope that there's going to be a rematch. But, like, I had no problem with the foot stomping. I was impressed with that tactic, and I was even more impressed that the other dude could sit there and have a champion's 
stomping his heel down on his big toe and not even fucking register any sort of pain. He would have stomped on my toe one fucking time. That would have been the end of the fight. That would have been the end of my month. Would have been it. Over. Fucking rap. But, uh, like I said, I don't know any of the fucking names. I liked watching that rematch of Rose versus that little fire hydrant chick, man. She was amazing. She just does not get marked up. Unbelievable chin. Um, that was one of those ones where I, th- I thought that there was the right decision was made, but I thought if, if they fought five rounds, I think the, uh, the, the little fire hydrant chick would have won. Sorry, I'm not going to go back and try to remember the fucking names. All right, I'm sorry. And then the other guy, that other fight with the tall, lanky guy, he built like uh, Tommy Hitman Hearn, somehow five foot eleven, but making 145-pound weight or some bullshit, whatever he was doing. That dude got fucking robbed. Uh, he got fucking robbed. I don't know what the hell that was about. Um, but every, every, all the other ones I saw, I thought were... I thought they were good. So thank God for the UFC. Thank God for F1 racing. Thank God baseball's coming back. Uh, MotoGP, the best racing that there is, starts next week, I believe, right? I'm so fucking excited for this. I need something. MotoGP 2020. Here we go. Yeah, for the first time in my life, in a long time, in like 20 years, I've been in a consistently like negative mood. And I am I don't know how to get out of this shit. Um I'm just you know what I did was I I went on and I actually watched a little bit of the news and then I just read some shit that was trending. And uh that that's not ain't good for me. All right, so what the fuck? This this is the twenty twenty calendar for MotoGP and they're going all the way back to oh, March eighth. Oh wait, did they do one race? They actually did a race and I missed it. March 8th. That's right. I missed it. And then March 10th, I did Dean Del Rey's ACDC show. And then the next day, they just shut everything down. I have a fucking MotoGP race to watch. Where do I watch it? MotoGP.com. All right. July 19th. uh, Next week. On uh, Sunday. They have the one in Spain. Oh, it's going to be great. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Now, they're not going to take a break in August, are they? Like they usually do? Oh, look at this. Well, look at this. We're going to get, we got the March 8th race. Then they got one, there's three, six, no, three, five, eight, 11. What's 11 and three? 14. 17 races left. That's fucking amazing. All right. So there's that to look forward to. Um. Anyway, I don't even know what the fuck to talk about anymore. I got a goddamn rat problem. You know? Like there's only one. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a rat in the house. Ugh. Where the fuck could it be coming from? Probably underneath the house. Under the house, and then somehow, you know, because whoever... some Somebody's fucking uncle didn't do something right in the 19-fucking-40s or some shit. I have no idea. I got to figure out where that motherfucker is coming from. I have a nice, clean house. What the fuck it was smelling? Was it getting chased by a snake and just kind of accidentally ended up? Do I have a family of them living under my house? 
unfucking believable. You know, if uh, this this a few animals I have no problem killing, and rats are one of them. I don't. Rats are basically just furry mosquitoes. I mean, there's a zillion fucking mosquitoes. I have no problem killing a fucking mosquito. I would, I would kill a fucking rat. I don't want to make a mess. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. You know, my wife won't let me have a gun. Won't let me get a gun. You know, I could have taken out a nice fucking 38 fucking special. <laughs> I know what wall it's in. I know where I just follow. Like, there was no way. I don't know. I don't know if it, you know, those fucking things could squeeze underneath shit. I think it, we, it's in our laundry room. And the fucking cock, that's right. The fucking cocksuckers who put the goddamn thing in, you know, where, where the, the plumbing goes in, there, there's space. They're supposed to fill that fucking space in. You know, just nothing was done right. I mean, other than the fact the house hasn't fall, just fell down. I've had, I've had to do everything else to this fucking thing. Oh, my God. Here we go again. Here we go again. Um, anyway. I thought that the whole, all that fucking shit with Will Smith and what's-her-face there. It's just, just fucking amazing. Just watching women making excuses for the chick. You know what I mean? And then everybody making fun of the guy. You know? In that situation, it's just so fucking funny to me. It's like, can you imagine that shit? If a guy did that and then you're making excuses for the guy and then you're making fucking memes and f- humiliating fucking memes of, of the, the woman there, whatever, the, whatever her name is. You know, Will Smith's wife. <laughs> Unbelievable. People are so fucking mean. They're going through a horrible time right now. Can you fucking leave them alone? I was going to say, what's going on in your life that you give a fuck? It's like, uh, nothing. Nothing's going on in my life, so I have time to pay attention to that shit. Well, I hope they get through it because they've been together forever and they got a bunch of kids. And uh, yeah, it's none of your fucking business. Kind of a fucking asshole. I, I, should, what, what, I, should, I should talk. I'm a fucking asshole, but I'm just saying... Sees two people going through that level of pain. Like, they're not going through enough level of pain. Now you got to make a little fucking meme to make fun of them. You know? And be like, oh, I'm the guy who created the Will Smith crying meme. It's just like, what the fuck? You know? Does that person get canceled? Fuck no. All right. Uh, butcher box, everybody. Oh, my favorite. Butcher box. You know, when it comes to meat, all I'm thinking right now is that fucking rat. When it comes to meat, quality matters. There's more to it than texture and taste. Butcher Box is better for you, better for animals, and better for the environment. What's your favorite cut of meat? How do you like to prepare it? Uh, what do I like? I like a fucking ribeye. Favorite cut of meat? I mean, that's like that's like saying what's your favorite uh, your favorite Super Bowl. I mean, all of them. Even the ones my team lost because it made the ones where, when they won was even better. I, I like every cut of meat from fucking cube steaks right up to a, a, a fucking, what do they call it? A, a steamship round. What do they call that? When you eat like the, the whole fucking ass of the cow. What is that thing? It's a giant cut of steam. Wait, steam. I'm fucking hitting the wrong things here. 
Sorry, people. This podcast is going to suck because there's a fucking rat in my house. Steamship round. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the Fred Flintstone cut. What is a steamship round cut? No, no, no. I want, I want images. Images here. There it is. You know, it kills me and get one for 130 bucks. Slow cook that fuck. That thing is gigantic. That, that could feed you for fucking three months if you knew how to keep it going. Thought it going bad. Um, anyway, uh, where, am I, where am I at? What's my favorite cut of meat? Uh, all of them. I love it. I'm a carnivore. It can be hard to find 100% grass-fed slash finished beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage breed pork, oh, my favorite, or wild-caught salmon at the grocery store. And it can be expensive if you do find it. Luckily, there's Butcher Box. Dude, out of all the products, this is the one I've really used, and I stand by these guys. Their cuts of meat are great. Uh, Butcher Box believes everyone deserves high-quality, humanely-sourced meat. Um, never be without someone to cook for dinner because there's always meat in the... Fr- never be without something to cook for dinner because there's always meat in the freezer. Uh, one less trip to the grocery store and a better, more affordable selection, too. Yeah, and you don't have to put on a mask, either. All meat is free of antibiotics and added hormones. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat, enough for 24 individual meals. Unless you like that fat bastard who doesn't know how to wear a fucking mask. Probably ate it in two sittings. Uh, pack fresh and ship frozen and vacuum sealed so it stays that way. You can customize your box or go with one of theirs. Either way, you get exactly what you want. Butcher Box is the most affordable and convenient way to get healthy, humanely raised meat. Um, with Butcher Box, you get the highest quality meat for uh, around just six bucks a meal. And they even have free shipping nationwide, except for Alaska and Hawaii. So, Mark a visit to the meat counter uh, off your list and receive quality meats delivered to your door now. Just go to butcherbox.com slash burr. That's butcherbox.com slash burr. Now that's making me wonder how the fuck we got Alaska. Uh, Stamps.com, everybody. For all our sakes, we need to do our best to avoid crowds anywhere we can right now. But what if you need to go to the post office? Yeah, I need to go to the post office and find one of those fucking lunatics that works down here to come down and shoot one of these fucking rats. Uh, What if you need postage to send out letters and packages? That's why you need Stamps.com. Anything you can do at the post office, you can do at Stamps.com. Yeah, can I drop the fucking scale on that rat's head? Print postage on demand and skip those lines and crowds at the post office. As if that wasn't enough, Stamps.com also offers UPS services with discounts up to 62% and no UPS residential search charges. You've heard me talk about Stamps.com. They've been sponsoring this show for over seven years now. And even if you haven't tried it, what are you waiting for? Whether you're a small business sending invoices and online seller shipping out products or some fucking bald, redheaded cunt with a rat in his house, uh, you can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print out official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Once your mail is ready, just leave your mail carrier Just leave it for your mail carrier. Uh, Schedule is free. Uh, Package pickup or drop it in uh, a mailbox. No human contact required. It's that simple. And like I said, with Stamps.com, you get great discounts too. Five cents off every first class stamp and up to 62% off USPS 
Uh, United States Postal Service shipping rate. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, especially now, saving you time and money and keeping you safe in these crazy times. All I'm thinking about is where this fucking rat could have gotten into my house. Right now, my listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus a free, p- free postage and a digital scale that I'm going to drop in that fucking thing's head without any long-term commitment. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Burr. That's Stamps.com. Enter Burr. Stay safe, my friends. I'm already thinking about going to the pet store and buying a boa constrictor and leaving it in my fucking... <sighs> or you can just call it an exterminator, Bill. Yeah, okay, that's what I'll do. All right, that's what the fuck I'm going to do. I've been watching all these goddamn animal videos, you know? I'm literally down to leopard versus cheetah. Um, I watched a fox kill a cat. Uh... I'll tell you something about cats, man. Those things don't give a fuck. They got balls. Like most of the fox, foxes realized it wasn't worth it, you know? And everybody's saying a fox is, it's like a, looks like a dog, but it has cat quickness. And those things just like, that's not a good death. Getting eaten by a fox, man. Those fucking things are, uh, yeah, they, they just, you know. That little fucking needle nose and those goddamn teeth. Um, I've been watching all of that shit. I've been watching. I, saw, I watched a fucking tiger up in a tree trying to figure out how to kill this monkey. The monkey's all the way on the, the, the lights, the, the, all the way on the, the, um, the furthest part of the branches where the tiger knows the fucking tree is going to collapse. And it's just sitting there. And I swear to God, it can smell the tiger's breath. And the breath, the, the tiger knows if it moves any further. The thing's gonna, it's gonna snap. You know, the thing weighs like 600 pounds. Um, and this fucking thing kept inching its way out. And uh, finally, the, I don't know, it just fell out of the tree and the, the monkey ran back up the tree. And then the tiger just sat down there with like a, this look on its face, like, ah, shit, what are you gonna do? The fuck are you gonna do? I didn't know that many things fucked with monkeys. Leopards, kill monkeys uh lions kill monkeys these are all the things i've seen kill monkeys leopards lions people uh i saw a tiger try to do it so if he tried that means they do it um not that there was any evidence of it you know other than it tried um what else have i seen Alligators, crocodiles, when they, you know, during the dry season. I always root against them, too. I fucking hate them. Not hate them enough to ever do any. I like gorillas. I like orangutans and shit like that. I don't like monkeys. I don't like those fucking bastards. And I don't like chimpanzees. I, I just don't like them. You know? I just, I just don't, they, I don't like any animal that fucking eats another animal alive. If it's a reptile, I get it. You're a fucking dope. But if you're a, ma- if you're a mammal, you should have the fucking decency to just kill the thing first. You know? I don't like those little wild dogs. They do the same thing. You know? This is... It, you know some I, I really... this it, it fucks with your head to watch those videos. I gotta stop watching them. It's fucking hilarious. I, I quit watching porn. And now I'm watching animals kill each other. I mean, what, what is wrong with me? You know? I'll tell you right now, I would love to have a pack of wild dogs right now fucking under my house, ripping that rat apart, as long as they agreed to leave afterwards. You know? I think we could work it out. 
get a document together everybody could be happy with. Um, all right, new segment recommendation from somebody. Hey, Billy Bojangles, I'd like to recommend a new write-in segment. Uh, after every Thursday afternoon podcast, Themelis plays a podcast from the same day back in 2012. During those podcasts, we hear from people who ask for your advice with their relationship or confrontations with neighbors. Now that it's 2020, I would expect that those issues to be fully resolved, and I would love to hear from those same people again regarding how everything turned out. That's a good idea, but it's also they got to be listening. Uh, granted, that's putting a lot of faith and hope that they're still listening to your podcast, he just said. I'm, still, uh, I'm saying this because I'm going through a difficult breakup right now and would love to get some perspective from people who are eight years out from theirs and hear how their issues ended up working out. Might make for some good stories. Yeah, dude, just hang in there, man. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine, and you're going to find the right person. And then one day, you know, you're going to, when you find the right person, you just look back at the other person. You're like, how the fuck did I even, you know, you don't even think about them. And, and you know you truly passed them when you wish them no ill will. You know? One of my first girlfriends, I remember she fucking cheated on me and all of this fucking shit. Just really just ruined my whole fucking perspective on the whole romance thing. I was just like, this is what this is? Fuck this shit. Um, and, you know, good 15 years of stand-up comedy, I was able to work my way out of it. <laughs> no, dude, you'll be fine. You're not a psycho like me. I imagine you'll be fine. Um, you just got to understand that going through a breakup is painful and you got to go through it. There's no shortcuts. That's it. But I do know women get through them quicker because they emote and they cry. So I don't know who you can talk to to do that. But um, maybe, you know what, for guys, because we're not allowed to cry, maybe you could take like an old volleyball like Tom Hanks in that fucking island movie, you know, have you and just cry to Wilson. Wilson. Uh, Banks and Islam. Oh, this is interesting. Uh, I have no idea how the banks work. Okay. Hi, hi, Bill. I've been listening to the MM podcast for a long time and always enjoy your rants on the banking system since I totally agree with you. Um, I always thought that Islamic banking was a more fair system, but I am certainly biased since I am Muslim. Well, tell me how it works. He goes, however, I will try to explain it to you in my limited English so you can make your own opinion. Well, right, you're crushing your English. You know, I don't know if you used an app and it just translated it, but if this is your English, it's pretty amazing. Um, in Islam, it is basically forbidden to generate wealth by accumulating wealth. Uh, okay, you already lost me. What is it? You can't generate wealth by accumulating wealth. I don't even know. Meaning, okay, okay, just read it, Bill. He'll explain. Meaning that interests on money or anything are illegal. So you have no interest. Um, So for people to borrow money and have a reward for the bank who lends money, they have to share the risks and the profits. For example, if you want to open a business and need 1,200 bucks, the bank will lend you the money but they will have a share in your business, like 50-50. This sounds like you went to the mob. 50-50 in profits? What? 
But when you make your monthly payments to pay your debt to the bank, is that just through the life of the loan or for the rest of your business? But when you make your monthly payments to pay your debt to the bank, you pay $100 a month and no interest. The bank gets 50% of your profits on that month, but only if you made some money. The downside is that the bank owns half of your, bank, half of your business, but you can buy those 50% back little by little. Dude, come on, man. This is six of one, half dozen of the other. They're still bleeding you dry. They're not. In that example, if your business is valued at $2,000, you can pay $110 a month to the bank, and those $10 will, be, will buy 1% of the bank's share, plus next month you, you can only give them 49% of the profits. Dude, they're still fucking you. They're still fucking you over. In, in the case of the business failing, unless I'm too stupid to understand it, which is always on the table here. If in the case of the business failing after, let's say, six months, the bank loses $600 and you lose six months of time and effort. I hope it makes some sense to you. Love your comedy and podcast. And uh, te faire un cool. I think that's French for go fuck yourself. I'm probably... Va, va, va te faire un cool. Uh, P.S. If you want to read more about this, there is a great example on the Islamic... On the the Islamic banking and finance Wikipedia page. Yeah, Duke, because that just sounded like, uh, yeah, we won't charge you interest, but we own half your business forever, even after I pay the fucking thing back. It's kind of, isn't that a, it's just, you're just not calling it interest. Um, all right. And aren't they accumulating wealth by taking half of my fucking profits? And then also making me owe them that money twice as long. Oh, Bill, you could look it all up. All right, Islamic banking and financing, Wikipedia. All right, here we go. Islamic, Islamic banking and financing. I can tell you, it can't be any worse than the fucking shit they're doing over here. Wikipedia. All right, here we go. What do we got here? Islamic banking and financing. Wikipedia. Oh, my God. Look how fucking long this is. I'm not reading all of this. All right, dude, I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> Sorry, it's late at night. I'll, I'll, I'll read up on it. I, I, do, I do find it fascinating, like a different way of doing it. But uh, and generally speaking, I, I, wherever you are and if there's a bank, am I, I, I wouldn't trust them. I wouldn't think, no pun intended, they have your best interests. Uh, interest. Um, chicken intelligent continue, intelligence continued. This, uh, this is so fascinating to me. Chickens can count up to 10, which is what I said. That's why you should have at least 11 chickens. So if you want to kill one and eat it, they won't fucking notice. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. How many, how many do we have? We had, we had at least 10. I know we had at least 10. All right. Hey, Bill, I listened to your podcast at the Troubadour, and I gladly gave them a donation. Thank you so much for doing that. And yes, the sound could have been better, but you know but you know that. All right. You read my email about chickens. Coincidentally, you read it on my birthday. Well, there you go. And you complained that I left out all the gory Ed Gein details of chicken cannibalism. Usually people don't like hearing that stuff, but I forgot that you were enjoying watching videos of animals killing each other. I found it more fascinating. 
Um, uh, so this sort of thing, but I, I, I can watch him kill it. I can't watch him hold it down and start eating. I can't do that. All right, so this sort of thing is right up your alley. Here we go. Uh, when chickens see a wounded chicken, their instinct is to peck the chicken to death and eat it. Maybe that instinct helped them against predators long ago somehow, but it is a nuisance now. Chickens are often injured by being pecked at by other chickens that are stressed, and an amazing list of things can stress them and trigger an orgy of cannibalism. Too lean of a diet, too rich of a diet, not enough fiber in the diet, changing the model of their feeder, moving them to another pen, too much sunlight. Jesus Christ, these things are temperamental. Putting different colored chickens in the same pen, and they're racist. They get curious and start pecking at each other. Uh, Adding new chickens in an occupied pen, which confuses the pecking order, boredom. Uh, accidentally leaving any cannibalized chicken remains in a pen. They are especially set off by any sight of blood. With laying hens, sometimes there is a trace of blood when they lay eggs, and there is a chance that other hens will peck the new mother to death and eat her instead of giving her a proper baby shower. What the fuck? One way to stop the blood fury is in chickens is to use a special red light bulb in the pen, which makes them unable to see the color of blood. Does that work with serial killers? Like if they work in one of those little photo mats, developing photos, do they stop having the urge to kill people? Uh, my grandfather would often put a red tinted cellophane cover on the main window that had the same effect and that would calm them down. Also, if a chicken is wounded, There are wound paints that can be used to hide the blood. And they are also and they are they also are designed to taste terrible to help stop the pecking. Another option that my grandfather used was to try and spot the most aggressive chickens and make a chicken dinner out of them. There is also a problem with laying hens when they start somehow discovering that eggs are delicious and start eating them. When the ruined eggs are discovered, the offending chicken has to be quickly caught and killed. Another chicken dinner. Before the other hens become curious and start copying her behavior. Again, no one should feel any guilt about eating chickens since they they too enjoy eating chickens. Uh, Still in the sticks. Go fuck yourself. Hey, um, they never tell you this shit. All these people who want to have fucking, you know chickens and shit in their backyard so they can get organic eggs. They don't realize that they're going to have... All right. Chicken cannibalism. Cannibalism. Videos. Do I do it? Cannibal chickens. How to stop cannibalism in chickens. Cannibalism or aggressive pecking. Oh, my God. Here's a minute 40 video. Hi, this is Marjorie Wildcraft, and on this edition of Homesteading Basics, we're going to go to the really dark and gruesome side and talk about our chickens, cannibals. This is not the right music. Our chickens, cannibals. All right. Marjorie Wildcat, if you don't show me a pen, a, a fucking chicken... Pecking another one. Shut up. 
Just shut up, Marjorie. You're talking too much. Here we go. Oh, my God. 55 seconds in. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Dude, this... plenty of forage they are doing this by choice they really see this as a high quality protein source and um that is just the reality of life on the homestead dude god bless farmers i swear to god the shit that they see so we don't have to fucking see it now with youtube i just saw it you know they bring food to your fucking table and all of that shit god bless them God bless them. What in the fuck did I just watch? They just did. Wow. It looked like pulled pork. They pecked this thing so bad. All right. Can't keep up with husband's libido. Hi, Bill. Hope you're doing well. I love the podcast, your work, and your commitment to calling out today's bullshit. I can't get enough. Well, thank you. Uh, Anyway, or at least calling out what I consider to be bullshit. Uh, Not saying it's actually bullshit. Uh, Anyway, I'm recently married... I'm a recently married lady. Oh, by the way, that was some bullshit that I wanted to talk about. Uh, fellow comics. Um, when a comedian is involved in a controversy that could possibly end their career, unless you have any information to add to it, you should probably stay out of it. Like to literally... Recently, I saw this, like all of a sudden... Co- other comedians' feelings about the person's act or whatever, which has nothing to do with what they're debating. It's just, just you know, speaking of chicken cannibalism, comedians should, like, there's enough people trashing comedians right now. You don't need to pile on. I was really surprised with that these past couple of weeks, seeing the amount of fucking comedians that were just fucking... Ah, oh, this dude's a hack anyway, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, what the fuck does that have to do... So what... It's not what we're talking about here. This is serious fucking accusations and somebody's career is in the balance. Who gives a fuck what you think about their act? Jesus Christ, people. Let's, can we come together somewhere, anywhere, on any level, in any point in this country? Anyways, all right. Can't keep up with husband's libido. Uh, anyway, I'm, recently married, I'm a recently married lady in a peculiar situation. I would really love your advice. To, pre- to preface... Let me say that my husband is the love of my life. I adore him and would never consider being with anyone else as I grow old and senile. That being said, he's insatiable when it comes to sex. I like intimacy just as the next gal, but I simply can't keep up. Uh, I'm more of a three times a week kind of girl, too. That's plenty. But he needs it every fucking day. Uh, Now, I wouldn't be asking for your help if the answer was as simple as rubbing one out. The problem is that the relief is entirely different between himself and the real deal. I know he isn't just making stuff up to get some, so please bear with me. When he gets horny, I'm like, this is just so out of my wheelhouse here. When he gets horny, which is every morning, if I'm not in the mood, he'll take care of himself to start the day. That being said, he'll remain in a bizarre state of numbness. Just being morose in general. Oh, get the fuck out of here. He's pouting. He's giving you the old pussy pout. No pussy pout. I don't buy it. He'll try to hide his darker dispositions, but I just sense that he isn't himself. Out of guilt, I'll offer to blow him. 
but it gets very psychologically draining when you aren't in the right mental space for it. Yeah, absolutely. Afterwards, at least, I feel like I get my husband back mood-wise. The libido mismatch doesn't only stop at his relief. It also affects the general dynamic in the house. I can't wear skimpy clothes or, God forbid, I want to walk around naked as I'll be relentlessly groped, caressed, kissed, and so on. Jesus Christ, it's like you married a fucking St. Bernard in the spring there. I love the attention, of course, but it can interfere with the course. What the fuck? Now you're saying you love the attention. I don't know what to do here. But it can interfere with the course of the day quite a bit. I don't really know what to think of it since I'm quite average looking. So I think it's just his natural disposition. All right, that's called low self-esteem, sweetheart. Uh, We started weight training too, and now that he is fit, I just can't tire him out when we do have sex. Well, you need to start wearing a ski parker and start making him some pies. Other than that, I don't know what the fuck to tell <laughs> I don't know. This is, I don't, this is above my pay grade. Ultimately, I just feel inadequate as a wife. I wish it was just as simple as having sex with him every day twice if i could do it i would i just can't get myself to have sex that often without causing mental strain for myself i know it may sound weird to a guy no it doesn't it's just how i and many other female frame friends seem to be wired so here goes what should i do is there anything that can be done to better the situation i want i don't want to lose him nor do i want to trap him in an unfulfilling marriage please help Can I ask you a question? Is he even as remotely concerned about your needs as you are about his? Fuck this pouting fucking asshole. How many fucking times you got to bang the guy? Um, I think what you have to do is he's just going to have to realize that, that you, you know, just say, listen, here's the deal. I'll bang you three times a week, okay? Which is about two and a half more times than most of the broads out there, okay? That's it. That's my final offer. Final answer, I'm not phoning a friend, that's it. I'm banging you three times a fucking week. That's what I can handle. I love you, you're the love of my life, but I can only fuck three times a week, okay? So, you're going to have to figure out, you know, how to take that sour puss, lack of pussy look off your fucking face, because I've had it, all right? In more ways than one, sweetheart, you are bending over backwards for this guy. This guy can go fuck himself. All right? I don't know what to tell you. I don't know if he needs to go get some professional help. You know? Did you marry a fucking 16-year-old? The fuck is with this guy? Um, I don't know. Tell, tell him to go fucking jerk off. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. That was just my gut. That's what my gut says i have no idea i would i would go seek professional help on that one but uh have you can well i mean i'm being a little hard on him no pun intended oh jesus all kinds of innuendo here uh have you told him how this makes you feel you know is there anything worse than seeing a grown man pouting jesus christ grow some fucking balls you pussy uh girlfriend's mother is also our landlord All right, well, this relationship's over. Hey, Billy Real Estate, 
I've been with my girl now for about a year and a half, and we moved in together about six months ago. Okay, before I read any further, did you already know that your landlord was going to be her mother? Uh, when searching for rental properties, her mother mentioned she planned to move out of the, out of the city but didn't want to sell her home for whatever reason. She offered up the idea that we rent it from her. Ooh, no lease, pet-friendly, etc. I thought, sweet. Yeah, you know how they say when something seems too good to be true, it usually is. Anyway, we decided to move in. I thought having her mother as a landlord would prove to be beneficial and cheaper. All capital letters, wrong. The estimated rent on the house is lower than what we actually pay by a couple hundred dollars. Her reasoning for that is unex- unexpected maintenance. Wait, the, un- the estimated rent on the house is lower than what we would actually pay. So she is giving you a break. Did you write that correctly or am I reading this wrong? Her reasoning is that, her reasoning for that is unexpected maintenance. I learned soon after that the rent she is charging us is actually the amount of her mortgage her mortgages every month. Can't even cut your own daughter a break. Well, she is. She, she fucking let you guys go in there without first and last. Is she supposed to take a loss on it? If she rented it to someone else, she probably would have rented a little more than the, the mortgage. Uh, she's just breaking even. Although she is, you know, building equity in the house. She is also completely scatterbrained and is in no way to fit no is in no way fit to be a landlord. Her mom agreed to pay the water slash trash for us since it's next to nothing. One day my girl calls me and says the water may be getting shut off because there was a mistake at the water department. Bullshit, I thought. The water company has been doing this shit forever. There's no billing error. Without either of these dumb broads' knowledge, I called the water... To, dude, you're already out of this relationship. You're calling uh, the mother of your girlfriend a dumb broad and your girlfriend a dumb broad. So I'm just going to enjoy the rest of this story. I know this relationship's over. Uh, without either of these dumb broads' knowledge, I called the water department myself and learned that she hadn't played the bill in over five months, then proceeded to lie about it. Great. I have also become the handyman around the house, which is fine, but half the time the expenses are expected to come out of my pocket and I'm always made out to be the dick for speaking up since this is my girl's mom. Um, Dude, you should take all of this as a learning experience. Uh, I've started to refuse to fix anything which has resulted in windows that don't lock, doors that don't, uh, knobs that don't turn, and a deck that is one soft blow away from toppling over. She's known about these problems for months now. I love my girl, and we have a good time together, but I am starting to think I need to remove myself from this situation. What do you think? I thought that from the second I fucking read the first sentence. And then it was solidified when you called your girlfriend and your girlfriend's mom dumb brats. Uh, this is past the point of being able to be fixed. Uh, her mom is a real estate agent, and I, would, I wouldn't even consider buying a dollhouse from her. Yeah, dude, you're out. You don't want to breed with this family. You're not going to marry this woman. You're done. You're out. The decision's already been made. Maybe you just needed to hear it from a complete stranger. Congratulations, sir. You know what you want to do. Now, here's what you have to do, okay? You don't want to break up and then go look for a place, okay? What you want to do is find a place Get your first and last in there, okay? You want to do that. You take a day off from fucking work, 
when your girlfriend's at work, all right, and you pack like a fucking lunatic that realizes the feds are going to be there in 20 minutes and you're looking at life in prison. You pack all your shit up, maybe with the buddy of yours. I guess you don't have to call in sick because you're fucking, I don't know, pandemic, some people are working. You get all your shit the fuck out of there. You put it in your new place. Then you sit her down. You say, listen, we need to talk. She says, where's all your stuff? You say, that's what we need to talk about. I don't want to go out with you anymore. It's not me. It's you. It's not me. It's not you. It's your mother. And it is you. Uh, you're both a couple of dumb broads. Don't say that. Just say, yeah, that's what I want to talk about. I, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not in love with you anymore. Uh, I hate my life here. I don't like this. You're a sweetheart. You deserve to find love. Okay, and then that's it. So you're leaving? Yes, I am leaving. And then you fucking leave. And then that's it. And then it's over. Then it's over. You get the fuck out of there. Okay? When breaking up with a woman, you need to get the fuck out of there. You need to get the fuck away from them. Okay? Because they're going to make you break up with them 58 fucking times. They're going to go through all the fucking emotion. And then right as you're starting to get your shit together, they're going to call you up and mind fuck you and send you back to square one again. And they're not going to leave you alone until they feel like they've inflicted enough pain on you for you breaking up with them that they not only they did they get even, they got a little better on you. That's what the fuck's going to happen. So get the fuck out of that situation. That's it, okay? That is it, and that is the podcast. I have a rat I have to go fucking kill. Or at least I'm going to put a contract out on its head. Um, go fuck yourselves. Uh, don't go fuck yourselves. You know what? That's divisive. Divisive? Divisive? Divisive, I think. Let's, people, let's try to all get on the same page. Comedians, please don't attack each other on fucking the internet when you're commenting on a situation where you weren't even there and you don't know anybody involved. Please don't do that. People, please stop watching Fox News. Please stop watching CNN. Please stop attacking fellow Americans. Okay? Just wear a fucking mask. It seems to be working for every other fucking country out there. I think they're all human beings too. I think they have the same respiratory situation, uh, you know, systems. We could do that. Or we could just scream and yell at each other and attack Donald Trump. And if he gets reelected, keep attacking him. Or, or you give Joe Biden and then just fucking attack him for four fucking years and see what that does for us. All right? That's it. I want to read about Islamic banking. That's what I'm going to do. All right. God bless all of you and the United States of America and wherever the fuck you live. Okay, bye.